Spirit, reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Before the feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon and Iscariot, to hand him over. So during supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, and that he had come from God, and that he was returning to God, he rose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with a towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on and reclined at table again, he said to them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master. And rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One year later, things are better. A year ago, this Holy Thursday, with the exception of the priests and the religious, we're fortunate to live where they do and with who they do, our lay people were fasting from the Eucharist. It was Holy Thursday last year, and on the night of the institution of the Eucharist, the majority of lay people in the world could not receive. It was sad, to say the least, that's an understatement. But it makes you appreciate it when you don't have something. And one year later, some of our brethren are still fasting out of necessity, but things are better. The pandemic, I believe, is a spiritual wake-up call. And on that one front alone, those fasting from the Eucharist opened our eyes and made us hunger for something that we may not have had. So that's something to ponder as we, as we reflect on the readings this evening and on the powerful things that are taking place that are commemorated tonight. Each of the readings is a liminal moment. Each of the readings is a threshold moment in salvation history. But there's an undercurrent in each of those. One theologian calls it a master-slave dynamic that's being broken. A master-slave dynamic that is being broken. Throughout the course of scripture, particularly in Jesus' public ministry on earth, up is down and down is up. The powerful, they're pushed to the side. 
The weak become strong. The privileged, they don't need their privilege anymore. It's the one who are, ones who are not so privileged that get the spotlight and get the attention. You can see this dynamic then in scripture. We can see it play out in the present day. St. Augustine calls it a lust to dominate. St. Augustine said that a lusting for domination or a thirst for power is the sign of a dysfunctional society. That's something else we can ponder in this day and age. But the first liminal moment that we heard tonight was in the first reading. The Passover is taking place. There was a power dynamic there, a master-slave dynamic that is being broken. And the Israelite people who had been enslaved for centuries they called out, asking for freedom, asking for liberation, and God will grant it at the Passover. The master-slave dynamic changes. That little moment is supposed to stay fresh in Israel's memory. As you read the Old Testament, after the Passover, Yahweh continually reminds the Israelites, you were once slaves in Egypt, Remember how you were treated, and don't treat people that way. You were slaves once, but I brought you out of Egypt. I liberated you. I set you free. Be different than others. Act better. Well, that theme continues, of course, in the New Testament. Jesus in his public preaching, Jesus, of course, in his example, it's many, many examples. Instead of dominating, Act with righteousness. Instead of acting powerfully, be meek, be merciful, offer compassion. Don't just love your friends, but love your enemies. How does a Christian act in social settings? Well, they're not supposed to sit at the head table. They're not supposed to hang out with the master. They're supposed to sit with the slaves in the lower places. They might to we could invite to your party the poor, the marginalized, those who are ignored, those who should be on the guest list. Jesus overturns any idea of master-slave, turns it upside down, he discards the whole thing. And that brings us to another liminal moment where he puts that into action in an amazing way. After the Last Supper, the meal is ended. It was modern day, he would have taken his coat off, loosened his tie, but instead he puts on an apron and he starts to wash the feet. And we know the story because we hear it every Holy Thursday. It's the model for us to follow. Peter was initially horrified by it. He won't do this to me. But then when Peter realizes that this is the price of admission, so to speak, he said, well, okay, in that case, my hands, my feet, everything, wash the whole thing. I get it. It's like it was the ticket of entry into the kingdom of God, if you will. But at the heart of it, that's tucked away in the New Testament reading, is the Eucharist, that last supper. Paul's account, those of us uh, who have heard it year after year, we know that it's the first account that was written, anyway, of the, of the last supper. Again, the master-slave dynamic, it's pushed to the side. Jesus, who is the master, says that he's going to pour out his life, take my body, 
drink my blood as I pour it out for you. And that brings us to tonight. So there's some themes in there. Yeah, there's the ones that really stand out. The institution of the priesthood. The institution of the Eucharist. There's the Last Supper. But then there's the undercurrent. The how to be a Christian theme that runs through it. As we imitate Jesus Christ. How can we take the lower place? How can we give ourselves away in the way that Christ poured himself out? Tonight, at this Last Supper, it's a culmination of things. It's the how-to joining the kingdom of God. It's liberation from sin, and it's liberation from death. It's Jesus giving us his body. It's Jesus pouring out his blood to give us eternal life.